Keep in touch with the Wolf Connection podcast on our Instagram handle at the Wolf Connection pod or email us your questions, comments, and guest ideas to podcast at wolfconnection.org. Thank you for your support and howls to you all. Welcome to the Wolf Connection podcast. I'm your host, John Calvin. So all of you will have seen that uh, Ronan Donovan is our first guest in the space for the first time. Thank you so much for joining us for coming to the sanctuary, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, thanks for hosting, John. It's been a wonderful visit and uh, great to see what you guys do. Yeah, I mean, what's just give me your takeaway so far. I mean, this is about you and uh, your colleague, Jennifer Sherry. I mean, Jennifer's in the background just looking at us. <laughs> You're doing good, but I mean, what's your, how did everything go for you? What's the takeaway? What's, how are you feeling? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, honestly, I was a little bit like, I'm a little cautious of the domestic wolf world, the sanctuary world, um, just from stories I've heard and places I've checked out in the past. Um, but this has been very pleasant in all the ways. Um, I love the public outreach programs that Wolf Connection does. Um, I was a, a troubled youth um, when I was a middle schooler, had a couple felonies and uh, a bunch of misdemeanors and was just heading down a different track. And I think that, yeah, offering this sort of an experience to, you know, there was a group of students we just saw that went through the whole academy program and um, kind of in like an expulsion probation situation from public school. And they're here to learn about wolves, but also learn a bit about themselves and feel empowered, um, get outside, be in this natural environment. Yeah, I'm, I'm amazed and impressed with everything that you all are doing. Um, and everybody seems like everyone I've talked to that works here, yourself included, everyone else is just, yeah, it seems very dedicated to what the goal is and it's education outreach, um, as well as like just trying to make healthier humans too, it seems as well as taking care of wolves. Yeah. It's, it's a whole encompassing. I mean, you're, you're on the tour with, with me and Elena and we went and saw the, the South end and the West end and everything like that. I mean, it's, it really does encompass your life in a good way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, I think it's something that we were finding cause, cause Jennifer was asking some really good questions uh, to me as we were walking and it's about, you know, how do you get here? How do you get to a place mm-hmm. like this? Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, I think the, the universe definitely has a way of like drawing you to certain places and doing certain things. And it's just, you know, it brings like people together mm-hmm. in a place that like you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously connects, you know, people like, you know, you, me, uh, Jennifer, you know, people that are, you know, that make the time to come out here. Obviously you're at a, you're at an Geo conference, you were doing different things, but to make time to come up here and spend some time with the wolves. I mean, what was like that for you? Just, you know, I know we went to a few enclosures. You got to see Willow a little mm-hmm. bit. What was that? I know you, you know, like you said, you're a little leery. What is, you know, what's the feelings after you came out of that and just, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm a rural, rural kid, rural guy. Um, and so getting out of the city, being able to drive an hour and a half, whatever it was from, you know, LA and be able to come up into the mountains here and see snow that in itself is wonderful and nourishing. Um, and then, yeah, being able to spend time with these animals, we talked about it when we were out in the enclosures, but I really enjoy being around wolves that are, you know, domestic wolves that are like a little cur- like a little curious, but then some of them that are standoffish and make you kind of earn their trust and their respect. Um, but you can literally see them changing in just the five minutes that you spend in an enclosure where one's kind of standoffish and pacing. And then five minutes later, it's laying down 
next to you and lets you, you know, touch it um, as it essentially realizes that you're not a threat and kind of welcomes you in. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm blown away how, how everything's going here and um, facilities are great. And yeah, all, meeting all the wolves is really, really special. I really enjoyed it. I mean, what is you, if you could correlate anything to your work when you were doing Kingdom of the White Wolf, because you had, because we had that, we were having that conversation where you had, there were some of the pack members that were coming up to you, mm-hmm. others that were standoffish. Is it, does it bring you back to any of that stuff? I mean, obviously you were just there, I think you said over the summer, right? Mm-hmm. You were there a little while ago. How does it, is it any different for you or are you just, you're in your element? You seem like you're in your element the whole time. Yeah, I, I love being in those situations. Um you know, the wolves that aren't scared of humans, which, you know, there are a lot of the wolves here that aren't scared of humans at Wolf Connection. And then in the Arctic too, there's a lot that are curious about humans. So they come right up to you. It's the same behavior where you kneel down and they come up and they'll kind of like sniff your pants and like kind of like check you out and try to figure out what you're, what you're about. Um, you know, and quick movements make them kind of twitchy and um, you got to kind of move in this different way. There are a couple uh, situations early on in the first few enclosure visited where like I had to remind myself, you know, made a fast movement and one of the wolves like stutter stepped and backed away. And, um, that's very much the same experience that I've had with the wild wolves on Ellesmere. Um, so it's fun to be back in that situation. Um, and yeah, they're all individuals. Um, you could see it here with the wolves and definitely on Ellesmere. There's many of wolves that I've met there that are with packs that, are curious and come right up, but then there'll be some of the animals that'll just be standoffish and they'll kind of buff and chuff and, you know, bark howl sometimes when you come up and keep a bit of a distance. So it's interesting just to see how much that carries over into the like wolf hybrid dog world, um, how much of the personality comes into their behavior. Yeah. It's when, when you're working here and you, you work and we work in this world in the wolf dog world and you really explain to people, Hey, that they, they have personalities just like humans. And I think it's, it's making that human connection, I think for a lot of people and mm-hmm. saying, oh, they, uh, it's a lot of people see the mirror into themselves. And mm-hmm. that's a lot of what we see with the youth and many of the adults I come here too. I think it's, I think it's safe to say that we all have a mirror or a reflection, mm-hmm. I think in any wild animal, because it's not just, you know, about wolves. I think other people too, you know, they connect with different animals, but the wolf really seems to, embody or elicit a different response mm-hmm. and it's just it's interesting to see that i mean for you was there any was there any wolf that we went into saw any story that you heard that was that elicited a different response or something that you know you were that took you a little bit of back when you were here and that you that we walked by yeah i think maybe more so in just the general kind of metaphor that exists here where a lot of these or all of them the wolves you have are rescued in some form and so these are animals that maybe the owner couldn't handle them anymore or were confiscated for some reason but they're kind of cast out or meeting some sort of transitional point in their life and then they're brought here and they're kind of you know they're kept in these pens and kind of like gotten uh they climatize a bit and then they clearly seemingly calm down. And the metaphor to me was just interesting to see like some of these uh, troubled youth kids that are here that are kind of having a second chance and trying to figure out what the next phase of life is. Um, And for them, maybe they see it, maybe they don't, or maybe it's subconscious, but being able to relate in some ways to 
the experience of the journey of some of these wolves that have you know, got into conflict maybe some point in their life or pushed up, pushed up against society and the boundaries literally and figuratively. And for a lot of youth, that's what gets them into trouble. Um, but being able to come here, I think maybe is an interesting access um, for both the wolves and some of these youth to be able to reevaluate um, and course correct and try something different. Yeah. I mean, we were, I think we were talking a little bit on the hike where we were saying that this, if we all had something like this and we were young, Mm -hmm. you know, and and these kids age, you know, teenage to be able to be outside, to be able to use our creativity, to be able to, like you say, be around in nature, just Mm -hmm. in the mountains. Uh, We still have snow on the caps, of (laughs) some Mm -hmm. of them in the back there and allowing ourselves to have these relationships, to be able to build upon a relationship with nature. Mm What is it like for you to see that in real time? I mean, it's because you, you both, you and Jennifer, you know, work in the work in this world, and you and you see how important nature and conservation and preservation is. What is it to see it, I guess, in in action, um, and to know that you know there's other places around that that can do that, and obviously give you guys a respite from you know some of the, some of the stuff you've been doing. I think it's going to take as much exposure and work and effort and education as we all have in our, you know, in our capability in terms of the energy that we, we put out into the world. So seeing it done here in proximity to such a large urban center is really inspiring and feels really important to be able to, you'd mentioned that there's some of the programs where you actually bring some of the wolf dogs into uh, like high school classrooms mm-hmm. and situations where they become kind of these ambassador animals that for maybe some of the groups that can't youth groups that can't come here or schools that can't come here, they still get that exposure and kind of this taste of a, you know, they're not wild, but like they embody a lot of wild things and wilderness um, just by their existence. So I think having this access for people that are really close to an urban center is really important. You know, I live in Montana and there's just over a million people in the whole state. And I don't even know what the population of LA is, 12 million. I don't yeah, even know. It's like but, 10 or 12 million. Yeah. That is an, a, a massive amount of people who, you know, just based on the situation and circumstance of life, they're quite disconnected from the day-to-day rhythm of the natural world. Um, and so giving them kind of this immersive experience, people that do get to come here and visit, I mean, I imagine, and just from my own experience, it must be very profound for them. It is for me, even coming from Montana and having spent a lot of time with wild wolves, um, it's still a very unique and exciting experience to be able to enter into a space, uh, kneel down and have a hundred pound animal come up and be curious and, you know, lock eyes and check you out. And, uh, you realize very quickly that it's a, it's not like a dangerous situation that they're very much just curious and want to check you out and, um, get some pets and scratches and, uh, enjoy just kind of being next to another being, it seems. Um, so I think, yeah, having this be close to an urban center is so important and really glad it's here. I want to, uh, I want to ask you too, because your, your high desert, um, the high desert museum, your, you know, your work that you're doing with your, um, with your photography, everything that was going on in Oregon, um, so profound and so impactful. I think for a lot of people who were asking you questions, I saw some of the things you were running on Instagram and it's really valuable to have an individual like yourself who's out there doing the work that you do to be able to answer these questions. Um, what's it like for you 
for to be able to take, I guess, this experience back with you and share it with anybody that you run into? What are the things that you're taking with you? We always ask this with, I guess, any of the groups is like, what do you take with you when mm-hmm. you leave this place, when you leave this experience, when you when you're with the wolves, whether it be from afar or up close? Is there anything that you're taking with you when you go back and you do your panels or anything like that that you may share? I've been thinking about recently just the from my own experience, but the power of like place-based experiential learning where you're actually physically going somewhere and having a transformational experience. Um, So, you know, let's say it's like a weekend retreat somewhere or a workshop or some sort of a class or a vacation. I mean, it doesn't matter, but you're, you're removed from the normal environment that your day-to-day life rhythm is made up of. And there's, there's just an immense amount of power in that experience. And, and for me that, you know, a lot of that happens when I go to the Arctic where it's a very different landscape, very different experience. Um, but physically going somewhere and being out of your comfort zone and experiencing new sights and smells and sounds and petting wolves. Um, it's hard to think of like a better recipe in a lot of ways for like having these, some of these transformational experiences. You know, I've worked a lot in the space of education where it's often passive. You know, I put out articles, um, and give talks or yeah, do panel discussion. And it's very passive in the sense that like some people choose to read something or not, or they choose to come to a panel or not. Um, and it's an hour, an hour and a half of an experience, let's say, even if it is in person, but then it's over, um, versus people that, you know, the student group that's taking these online courses, um, and learning about wolves, and then they get to come here and have their graduation ceremony from that whole course here, uh, amongst wolves. And we just heard the whole bunch of wolves start howling kind of in, in the midst of their graduation ceremony, which must have been special and memorable for them. Um, I, I know that that is, must be extremely powerful for a lot of people that, that go through this process of coming here, experiencing it, different landscape, different place, um, and being around these animals. So I think that's, that's something that I'll take away is just the, the power of the experience. That's awesome. I mean, that's, and it, it was so great that both of you we were able to spend time. And I think that's that's why we wanted to give you guys, you know, space and time because that's always what I think a lot of us don't get mm-hmm. just in anything. We're always rushing from one place to the other. Myself included, I do this a lot. Mm-hmm. And I try to, what this place does for me at least is it allows me to slow down a little bit to a degree. Yeah, <laughs> I think we all do the best we can. But mm-hmm. I think allowing that space and allowing the energy to just sort of flow through and be like, hey, let's settle, let's chill out and we'll hang out and uh and go with the wolves Mm -hmm. that to me is such a great thing i'm glad that you're that you're taking that and and that you're going to take that with you i do want to ask you because i don't and i correct me if this is not public knowledge but i believe your uh exhibit is coming to la Mm -hmm. is that correct it is yeah so the exhibit uh just closed in bend oregon okay it is going to Eugene, Oregon next. Um, we have some programming on April 5th and 6th at the Natural History Museum in Eugene. Um, the panel discussion that we had in Bend is going to go on the road. We're taking it nice. to Eugene again. Um, so we'll have some great wolf experts on that. And then it goes to Portland for the, I think, Oregon Historical Society, it's called. And then in September, it's going to come to the Natural History Museum of Los Angeles County, I think is the full name, um, but Natural History Museum here in Los Angeles. And it'll be up for nine months starting in September 
And we're planning on doing a bunch of programming during the Wolf Week, which I think is the last week of October. Yeah, I believe um, so. This year. So, yeah, there should be tons of opportunity, people in LA to visit, see the Wolves exhibit, um, and stay tuned for some programming events, um, probably some panel discussions. I'll do some public talks. Um, some youth outreach programs. So yeah, we'll definitely be talking more about that. Oh, I can't wait for that. I mean, I know people who are watching, I'm sure, well, are you going to, when are you, I mean, it's going to be officially announced now, but I mean, what's, yeah. what's it like putting that together? I never, I think we asked this prior when we had you on the first time. I mean, what's it, what, what sort of, what, does that get your juices flowing? Just putting all that stuff together and, and laying it out and, and seeing how the space, you know, can interact with everybody? Yeah. I mean, a lot of what I feel like the exhibit is now is this kind of, form of integration where you get to have this draw which is a series of images and texts and maps and um, videos that is the exhibit but then you get to build and tinker around it with different experiences um, for people to be able to come in person and learn more and have more of an interaction related to the human wolf experience Um, and the organization that jenny works for is the one that is bringing it to um, los angeles and so partnering with the museum and able to um, host it here, which is exciting and great and a new way to do it. Um, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be exciting to have it be in a, a big metropolis. Um, it's been in very small kind of like corners of the West, Jackson, Bend, Eugene, and Portland. Right. Uh, Portland's not that small, but yeah, LA is, is going to be a really exciting venue. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a lot of foot traffic. I know, again, I think this, this vision and this push, I think for, conservation for wildlife i really think there's there's a need for it and it's you know you guys are at the the forefront of that of you know spreading these messages keeping people informed and obviously having a a place like this that's mm-hmm. going to be at the natural history museum this is going to be something that people i i have no doubt are going to want to flock to that they're going to want to <laughs> see that they're going to look at um and just to bring your work um and jennifer for getting it into a huge space like that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's huge. And yeah, like you said, a huge metropolis is, I mean, that's the way to go. It's exciting. Yeah, Jenny and I have meetings there tomorrow um, with the museum staff to talk more about it. I mean, again, I, I can't uh, thank you enough for just being open to, you know, like I said, breaking in the space mm-hmm. to, you know, coming in here uh, and really just uh, both of you taking the time to, you know, chill out, be in the mountains with our pack, you know, meeting the humans that work here at Wolf Connection mm-hmm. and, and just, like I said, getting to see a program graduate and, and see really the full breadth of what we do at this organization and uh, just sharing your talents. And like I said, can't wait for the, the exhibit to be here in LA shortly. I mean, you know, it's February, but September will be here soon enough. You know? Yeah, so it's, it's just, coming right up. Yeah. I mean, it's just great. I'm really thrilled that you're here and, you know, you guys got to experience the whole thing. No, appreciate it, John. Um, and same to you. I mean, I think that we're all working towards a similar goal of education and reconnecting people with wild things inside themselves as well as the landscape. And I think that the idea of the wolf connection and bringing people together and spanning a lot of different organizations and different regions, I think is really valuable and necessary. I I really enjoy that you bring in different voices from international wolf human relationships, which is great to hear and to know and learn from. Um, so yeah, I'm grateful for the work that you guys are doing. And I think that working together and, um, everybody kind of moving towards a collective end is really the way we're going to move forward. I love it. That's the way to end it. Ron Donovan. Thank you, man. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Appreciate John. it, bud. Nice. Appreciate it so much. How's nice. everybody out there and more videos to come. 
Looking for more information about Wolf Connection or the podcast? Please visit our website at wolfconnection.org where you can donate, sponsor a wolf, or become a volunteer.